Welcome to Marvelicious Toys. Hosted by Justin and his amazing friends, Arnie and Marjorie. We bring you news and reviews of Marvel toys, statues, and more. Because not all Marvel collections can be bagged and boarded. They're not just toys, they're Marvelicious. Hello and welcome to issue 77 of Marvelicious Toys. I'm Marjorie. I'm Arnie. And I am Justin. Big show this week. We're going to talk about NECA's quarter scale Iron Man, a new comiquette from Sideshow, an eBay purchase I made from Master Replicas, if you remember that company. But to get it all started, we will have the Spectacular Store Report. Arnie's got a problem. I'm just going to come right out and say it. I'm a sucker for a sale. That's not it. <laughs> Historically, I've been the blind box fan. Two years ago, there was an incident at San Diego Comic-Con. We've all moved past it. It's okay. Are we talking about the Frenzies Frenzy that is documented yes. in the archives at MarveliciousToys.com? Let's talk about your <laughs> noggins, though. They're very cute. However, Arnie's gone a little bit crazy. Walgreens had a sale on the noggins. And what did it end up being with the Walgreens rewards card? Because you get I'm it. still not sure. Because it was a different price every time I bought them. Yeah, every time I bought them, the noggins were different priced. And it's not like I was just buying one at a time, but... They kept getting cheaper. Yeah, the noggins normally are about $3 a pack for two noggins in a blind bag. And to me, that's way too expensive. Way too expensive. But they had this weird sale where it was $2 a pack. But if you buy one, you get another one 50% off. So that's two packs for $3. But if you had a Walgreens card, it got even cheaper. I bought 20 packs and paid $22. And that included sales tax. That seems like about the right price. About a little over a buck a pack. Yeah, so 50 cents a noggin. I only bought the first packs to see how the noggins were. I was not sure if they'd be something I'd really want. I'd seen them on their Facebook page, and I just never was quite sure what to make of them. They look a little like angry teeth. They have a molar quality, <laughs> which I know is a completely bar statement. You need to look at the picture. If you're listening to our enhanced podcast or if you visit our Facebook page, you know exactly what I'm talking about. They did look like somebody carved out little people out of teeth. <laughs> the problem is some of them are ridiculously ugly. Some of them are just atrocious. And if and it's like, my God, that Thor, that is horrible. Oh, my God, that Hawkeye is miserable. Oh, my God, I never thought there could be such an ugly mystique. But then you get some really cute ones like Carnage and Venom that are just adorable. How about Beast? Beast is freaking cute. Beast is very cute. It's nothing but teeth. And so I found myself torn. There were some cool ones. There's a, apparently there's a rarity and there's an Uber Chase Translucent Spider-Man that we were lucky enough to get one of. Ooh. It's actually not as cool in person as it was on the package. I was really wanting that one based on the package photo. And then I was like, hmm, that's okay. But some of the others just are really adorable. There's also a rare white Doctor Doom, as well as the regular green Doctor Doom. And so I'm torn on this whole line in that it's a mixture of awesome and awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it runs the gamut for sure. Just in style alone, it runs the gamut. I mean, we've talked about it 
initially when we first saw these things how Doctor Doom is just a head. Now, a lot of these guys are just heads, but for every reason, that hood on Doom makes it seem like he's a decapitated head. <laughs> yeah, there's no consistency in these. You'd expect them to be like similar shape or, you know, have a cookie cutter shape a little bit. No two are even the same shape. And not all of them are just heads. It would make sense with noggins that they're just heads, right? And Galactus and Venom and Doom appear to be just heads. But then you get Mysterio, which has a full body. Yeah, Silver Surfer looks like Blue from, uh, what was that cartoon a few years ago? I don't know. To me, I immediately thought Pac-Man ghost. Yeah, he, he was, Blue was a ghost type of thing, so... <laughs> But there, I did also get the Chase Translucent Green Dr. Octopus. So there's some translucents here, Justin. Yee. Are these rubbery or are they hard plastic? I would have thought rubbery on the pictures, but they are solid plastic. Ironically, they could take out a tooth. <laughs> and replace a tooth. <laughs> yeah, it's just such a strange line of toys, but I did get suckered into getting them. Now, apparently you can play games with them. According to the package, you can slam dunk them by tossing them into drinking cups or flick them. I think that would actually hurt your fingernail if you flicked them too hard. I don't think they're for a game. They're just to look at, I would think. And it's not like the squinkies. You can't even use them for crafty items. I guess I could glue them on stuff, but I don't see the point. Yeah, it's just another entry into that weird blind packaged you know kind of deformed looking superhero that seems overly prevalent now it's like it's almost taking over the the collecting world as far as like new things coming out well these aren't entirely original these are from the makers of grab zags so they've just taken their license and in addition to the grab zags are doing the noggins uh-huh and they're also doing something else. Marjorie, when you went to Meyer, which, as we have to say every show, is a Midwest grocery store. that No has relation to Fred Meyer. No relation to Fred Meyer. And it has a shopping department similar to a Walmart with electronics and toys and all of that. They have also come out with collectaballs. Well, of course I was attracted to the balls. Let's, let's just say it right there because I saw these. They had the Marvel label on them. I'm like... I have to buy two for Arnie. Brought him home. Blind package, but they have little holes in them, I guess, so the toys can breathe. I don't really get that. I couldn't tell what was in them. You open those up, and what'd you think of those? I think I already had them, but under a different name. It turns out these are the old Marvel Grab Zags. They're <laughs> just the Grab Zags. I don't think they have the pens and the flashlights and the skateboards that we used to try to avoid while feeling the bags in the stores. It is just the minifigs. But I open them up and I'm like, these kind of look familiar. And then I realize they're from Zag Toys. And yeah, these are just their old school Grab Zags. Not the Avengers ones, but the Marvel ones with Green Goblin, Wolverine, and where I went so nuts trying to get a storm. Are they repainted at all, or are they just re-released? Straight up re-release. And I'd been hunting and hunting for the ultimate Spider-Man grab zags. I found out that those are also in collectibles. So the reason I may be missing the Spider-Man grab zags is because I may be looking for bags when I should look for balls. But the balls are more expensive than the bags. Apparently, they're looking at that sweet, sweet Zerbaz money, you know? 
Now, these are much bigger balls than Zerbaz. I mean, <laughs> these balls fill your hand, whereas the Zerbaz are like ping pong ball size. Well, so price-wise, how do these compare to the blind packaged grab Zags? They were three ninety nine each. So that's pretty close to what Zags were, though, right? Or were those two ninety nine? Those were a dollar cheaper. You're paying for ball. Mm-hmm. You're paying for a big ball. <laughs> that's how they get you. So I was glad I figured it out, and Marjorie only got two balls. That these were the grab Zags I already had. But something to keep in mind, this is not a new line of toys, folks. And for the hardcore out there, you know, if you are a hardcore grab zagger, they show on the package what what's in there. They're not necessarily which character you're getting, but you know, if you if you knew all your grab zags, you'd see that and say, Oh, these these look like the ones I already have. So once again another week has gone by and not a whole lot of stuff going on out there. Obviously if I'm buying noggins. If you're buying noggins and I'm reporting on Iron Man Adventure packs, I don't even know what they're called anymore. They used to be the, the superhero squad. Well, no, these are the play school heroes. Superhero squad, may they rest in peace. They did come out with the Iron Man ones, but this is that play school heroes that is somewhat articulated and nowhere near as cute. Yep. Well, that's the way they're branding these, but this is a little bit of a mix and match. Because if you look at it, it's an eight-pack that comes with a number of different Iron Man armors. And I think all the Iron Man armors are going to be the play school style. But there was a couple other guys in there like Detroit Steel that came out earlier in those three packs of Superhero Squad. He makes another appearance, as does Hulkbuster Iron Man, which I believe is the same one that was a Superhero Squad one. That somebody who collected those would probably have to tell me better. But other than that, you get one, two, three, four, five, six different versions of the Iron Man painted up differently. Some with a, a circle arc, some with a triangle arc, and one with kind of a classic head. So there's three unique sculpts on Iron Man, each with two repaints. So I don't know. I mean, not being a huge collector of this line, it was kind of an easy pass at $30 for me. Are you sure there's only six? Because I'm looking at this pack online and seeing eight. There's eight complete figures in there. Okay. I'm saying there's six different Iron Men looking sculpts from the new Play School line. Okay. And then two that appear to be superhero squads mixed in. Someone got their chocolate in my peanut butter. Exactly. Exactly. The one thing that did catch my eye was the Detroit Steel. I mean, he seems to be the most extravagant looking guy in that pack. And I know I already have him from a previous Iron Man three-pack. Yeah, I didn't realize that they were doing this. A, a mixing of Superhero Squad with the Play School Heroes seems odd because they're totally different scale. Their Superhero Squad are a little bit shorter and different styles, so that's interesting. I'm going to have to go to Toys R Us and take a look in the kids' aisle at this and see if it's worth getting, but it seems like they're backdooring some play school heroes into my superhero squad collection. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I can see where they try to bend their own rules, because they, they kind of did on the Star Wars line, too. They kind of sneaked the R2 unit in with their new semi-articulated characters of the similar design. And they reused the Jabba. Yeah, that's cheap. Yeah, they cheated a little. <laughs> but yeah, that might be something aimed at you know, an Iron Man fan kid that would make a good gift. But as a collector, I thought it was a pretty easy pass. Well, again, if stores are barren, 
let's go online and talk about some figures we found in Sales to Astonish. We talked two weeks ago about this strange Iron Man 4-pack that one of our listeners, Mitchell, found in a Kohl's. And then we found it even cheaper at Amazon, and both you and I picked it up, Justin, and added to cart and had it shipped and delivered, and now we have it in our hands. Oh, yeah. Once getting it in our hands, I'm not too upset about spending the money I did on this. Maybe it's a little bit of nostalgia at this point, and I'm getting kind of weepy about how articulated our figures used to be, but... I feel like at $40 that we spent on this with the prime shipping, I'm pretty happy with this overall. At $40 for four figures, you know, last week we were talking about how you felt 60 was too high for three. 40 for four, that's half the price per figure. I guess 10 per figure is your sweet spot. Well, I think that's kind of what we've been conditioned to accept at this point. You know, that's what new figures cost on the shelf. And we have here a Captain America, Loki, Thor, and Iron Man. And we've been trying to figure out what's up with this Iron Man. It looks like a dunce cap. It turns out that on Iron Man's back is what Iron Man has been lacking all this time. Spider-Man had one. Captain America had one. Why did Iron Man not have a snowboard? (laughs) It's about damn time. Yes. Now Iron Man can snowboard with Cap and Spidey. (laughs) Well, he can hoverboard above snow. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> it's got some repulsor engines below it, so it's Marty McFly's. <laughs> exactly, and it pegs into his back. But let's save Iron Man for the last, because he's obviously the most interesting piece in this whole pack. While the others are straight repaints of figures that we already had and reviewed over the course of the years. But the first one in the pack is Captain America. Now, what did they give him as a cool name here? He is Super Combat Captain America. not just regular combat and he comes with a combat shield not just any shield wow so i guess what makes him super combative is metallic (laughs) blue because that seems to be the only outstanding feature here maybe he's really grumpy and argumentative too (laughs) super grumpy combative cap i'm liking it i dig it the blue metallic paint that they use on the upper body is pretty neat it looks like they use a silver instead of white for his a and his wings and his star and they kind of complemented it with more muted colors like his pants are almost like a denim blue yeah across the board the figures we're going to talk about these first three what they've done here is basically like on an old-timey television when you used to take that color knob and crank it all the way up and everything was really vivid that's what they've done with this set The blue is a vivid metallic blue, and it's gorgeous. And if this was the only cap we got from Avengers, I'd be pissed because it's not screen accurate. But as this nice concept series alternative, it's catchy. Exactly. You know, I kind of put them in the same category as the crazy pants one that we got in that Fire and Ice pack. You remember he had like the white pants (laughs) with the blue camouflage. (laughs) Just kind of an oddity, but something cool to put next to him and you know what like i said up front looking at these again with fresh eyes is making me appreciate the articulation all over again i mean he's got articulation in his upper body he's got the entire range that we were so used to before this latest round of articulation cuts that make me a little a little weepy for the current line but he comes with everything that that original figure came with you know he's got his combat shield and the pistol that he can put in his holster on his hip but he didn't have the helmet which turned out to be not movie accurate 
so it doesn't matter that he doesn't have the helmet here, I guess. But it might have been cool to get a nice, shiny, blue metallic version of that helmet, now that I think about it. Yeah, you're right. On the back of the package, it shows, like, a motorcycle helmet, like we'd get from Captain America, the first Avenger line. And the actual figure just has the mask. I didn't even notice the package difference. Then we get Loki. I'm sorry. He's Secret Strike Loki. Secret Strike Loki. How can he be Secret Strike with those damn large horns? <laughs> yeah, he's not sneaking through any doorways. No, I mean, Loki has the most ostentatious outfit of them all. How is he going to be secret? This emerald cape and the gold outfit, he'd be pimping. He definitely is. He's He's striking, to say the least. Now, this figure might actually be somewhat alluring to people because he... He is just a repaint of the King Loki figure that was pretty hard to find in the original Thor line. And some of us were lucky enough to find him at TJ Maxx, you know, last year. But up until then, he was thin in the air. Yeah, it's a good way to get this figure. This is a better paint job of it. Again, not quite screen accurate, but I like him with the big horns and all of that. Now, he never came out in the Avengers line, right? King Loki was just in the Thor line. And even though he very briefly had the horns in Avengers, we never got a horny Loki in Avengers line, right? Yeah, Loki got a little confusing with the way they put him out there. But the Avengers Loki did have his helmet on. Okay. It was the Thor line where the helmetless Loki was easier to find. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it is confusing. But yeah, this one, even though he's kind of wearing some brighter, garish colors, I think you're right. It it does the figure sculpt a little bit more justice than the original release did. That one was all muted kind of earthy tones with like bronze and brown and army green. But this one is, you know, he's got a goldish kind of greenish metallic paint app going on and his his helmet is a it's almost like a metallic pea green almost like your grandpa's car <laughs> i believe that's avocado and it was huge in the 70s we had a fridge that color <laughs> all in all i think he's a better representation of that figure than the original hard to find release and he comes with this two little daggers which i'm sure secret strike daggers <laughs> <laughs> well The metallic paint certainly was an upgrade to his brother, Hammer Smash Thor. Oh, yeah. I love, love, love the metallic paint on him. And of these three characters, he's the one where it makes sense for his chest plate to be metallic because he wears chain mail. Exactly. And this is the one that's a little bit hard to get more excited about than the others because they repainted Thor quite a few times throughout that line. I mean, that whole line was Thor repainted. So I feel like this is nothing all that special, but for a repaint, hey, good job. This looks different enough from the rest of them. But isn't this the harder to find later wave Thor figure with the helmet on? And what's making me think this is he's got sleeves. Didn't all the Avengers Thor figures go sleeveless? That is a good question. I think I think he went helmetless in Avengers line. There, there were a couple that had sleeves and a helmet throughout those repaints. Yeah, I guess now that I look, I cannot tell if this is one of those later hard-to-find Thors repainted or if this is the Sword Spike Thor, which was the helmeted, sleeved Thor from Avengers line. Yeah, it's definitely not the push down on the head and the the hammer lights up Thor. I'll tell you that much. This is the more articulated one with the removable hammer. Yeah, I think this is Avengers figure six repainted. Yeah. He's got the six udders. 
and no glow in the dark parts. So, but since they couldn't repaint Hulk into like a metallic green or metallic blue Hulk, as much as that would rock. <laughs> You know, they they gave us Loki to round out the Avengers, but they did give us one of the strangest figures I have ever seen. And I am still, even with this in my hands, trying to figure out where some of these parts come from on this Iron Man figure. Are you referring to Iron Man in the Arctic armor? (laughs) Apparently, but I guess he didn't want to go blue for the Arctic. He just went with his standard gold and red. Which I don't get because he's going to stand out like a sore thumb in the Arctic. Yeah, he should have borrowed some pants from Cap. (laughs) Stealth was never Tony Stark's strong suit. (laughs) Even Jarvis went, oh, yes, that's far less ostentatious. (laughs) Now, when we saw pictures of this, this is the one figure in that pack that had us so confused as to whether or not these were six inch figures. But the other ones look like three and three quarter inch figures. And now that I'm holding this guy, I'm still confused because he is definitely using some parts from the six-inch Iron Man line. And he's also using some parts from that line that have been shrunk down for the first time to be used in the three-and-three-quarter-inch line, along with some existing Iron Man three-and-three-quarter-inch parts. Do you follow all that? No. (laughs) (laughs) All right. There's There's some newness here, and there's some reuse. Now, here's the weird part. It appears his hands, feet, and possibly calves and lower legs all come from the six-inch Iron Man line. So you could pop those off and put them on a six-inch Iron Man, and they'd look perfectly normal. Weird. Weird, weird, weird. That is – you're right. They are weirdly malformed. I didn't get that that's what they were, but you have it right. Yeah, the hands are comically out of proportion. It looks like a kid wearing his dad's gloves. I kind of thought they were just iron boxing gloves. (laughs) Oh, that's a custom I need is Iron Mike Tyson. Iron Mike Tyson. (laughs) Uh, Now, the lower legs are a little bit weird, and it might be somewhat of a retooled six-inch part, because they seem a little more squat than a normal six-inch, but they're definitely starting from the same process that started the six inch mold and the feet come directly off of (laughs) you name any of the six inch iron man that have been out in the last two years that is such a weird kit bash i've never heard of kit bashing figures from various scales (laughs) hey i mean mostly it works out you know i think it's a neat figure overall but then you get into the part that's really confusing his shoulder pauldrons are the exact same things that we've seen on some of the older Iron Man 2 figures, like those bigger, I want to say like subterranean Iron Man. Remember where he was like brown and black, and then we got a blue and black one in that three-pack from Toys R Us. Mm -hmm. They've reused that sculpt a few times. Those are the exact same pauldrons, just shrunk down slightly, just a slight bit so they're not the exact size. And then his upper body, his torso, looks to be similar to that same figure, shrunk down even more. So trying to figure this all out, I think his mid-torso is an existing three-and-three-quarter-inch figure, his upper thighs existing three-and-three-quarter-inch figure, and head, and possibly his arms. The rest come from weird places, and I got to say, it's it's weird and neat all at the same time. I like the figure. I 
like it for being different. It makes this pack. The others are all repaints, which I like the colors of them, but in the end, they just become another Thor, another Cap, another Loki. This one fits right in with all my weird Iron Man 2 armors. All those repaints and rehashes that they did back then, the deluxe figures and all of it. And yeah, I kind of like his little hoverboard just because, it, again, everybody else has one. He Even though he can fly on his own, don't know why he needs a hoverboard. <laughs> Because I think they they really wanted to call this the Hulkbuster armor because Hulkbuster armor Iron Man did have a hoverboard in the comic books. And I think last minute they're like, uh, just don't call it Hulkbuster. Let's come up with something different. Because A, they released Hulkbuster and B, comic fans would complain it's not right. <laughs> and maybe C, we might actually be getting a movie version of a Hulkbuster in the movie. And that would just be confusing. I think that's just the heavy lifting armor. I don't think they called it the Hulkbuster. I don't know. Facebook has it in blue and silver saying heavy lifting. And then the trailer had it in red and gold. So. Oh, I, did, I didn't notice it in red and gold in the trailer. I just noticed the blue one in the trailer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but different, different so, yeah. movie. <laughs> different, different movie, different conversation. And his hoverboard, you know, they've got some paint apps going on on there. There's a little bit of gold and silver highlights along with some blue. And it comes with a... A little missile that you pop in there and it has a spring but it's one of those weird ones where it doesn't lock in you just have to pull it back and release it there's no lock in and button push yeah like hawkeye's bow lame yeah but hey all in all 40 bucks i think this is a fun pack and a nice walk down memory lane and in the good old days of articulated figures yeah, it's a good set. I'm really, really happy we found it for 40 I would not have been quite so happy paying 56 after sales tax at Kohl's. Yeah, and I, I personally checked a few Kohl's around here, and I haven't seen any sign of it around here. And, you know, even though it lists for forty nine ninety nine at Kohl's, they always have their little digital signs that has 15 or 20% off. So it still might be worth checking your Kohl's if you're interested in this pack. And seeing if there's a sale on it. I wouldn't even bother because, listeners, it is still $40 with free Super Saver shipping. Or if you're a Prime member, free Prime shipping at Amazon. Plus, a ton of the Amazon resellers have it from $35, but then you do have to pay 5 bucks in shipping. So you can stay out of the kids section at Kohl's and not look like a creeper. I always feel like a creepy toy collector every time I go into Kohl's. Because they just had that little tiny toy section. <laughs> well, you're a dad. You can just pretend you're looking like for toys for your kid. Well, you could pretend like that too. <laughs> well, yeah, I can look like I'm <laughs> buying toys for your kid. <laughs> yeah, there's just something about Kohl's where they always have the that little section hidden all the way in the back of the store. So you have to walk by, you know, housewares and women's lingerie and kids' clothes and all that stuff. It is very awkward. And it's usually overrun with stuffed animals, and there's like one minor section for collectors. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, just Target and Walmart, they're a little more casual. I mean, it's not odd for somebody to walk in and walk out without buying something. But Kohl's, I feel like every time you walk out, with, you know, not having bought something, everybody's kind of looking you know, like, well, what were you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> just scoping out the kids section, checking your security. It's all good. But they have the nicest toilets. They have a wonderful bathroom at ours. Marble and glass. It's very pretty. I guess not yours. That's what they think I'm doing. (laughs) No, they probably think that's what I'm doing. Did that guy just come in to use the facility? (laughs) Usually near the kids section, too. (laughs) Well, 
even online slightly slow so we will head to this just in news from the web NECA's quarter-scale Iron Man is up for pre-order now, $90, and they have released a ton of new pictures showing off. When we saw this at Toy Fair, we were able to comment on the paint job and the sculpt, but they don't let you touch things. Usually it's prototypes there. I had no idea this thing had the articulation and the fold-out flaps and everything that it does. Yeah, this thing is getting more and more impressive every time I see it, and the fact that it's under $100 at this size might make me think about getting it. I don't know where I'm going to put it or what else it's going to live with because I don't have anything else that's 18 inches. But dang, it's it's definitely tempting. Yeah, these, these pictures definitely, I think this is going to be the ultimate piece in this line. Because, I mean, being the shiny red in the armor really lends itself to something of this stature. I think if they get around to doing, you know, Thor... I'm not sure how impressive that's going to be. And if they do do a Hulk, he's going to be, what, 26, 27 inches? Or they'll flub the scale the way Hasbro did. It's hard to say. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, but if they did full quarter scale, I mean, he'd have to be, I would honestly say 36 inches. Because you remember when he caught Iron Man while falling down that building. Yeah. He would have to be huge, a four-foot-tall Hulk. The fact that they're able to include electronics on this one at the same price point when the Captain America was far more basic, it is impressive that they're able to hold to that price point. That said, I'm still just holding off because, like you say, if I'm going to do quarter scale, I know it's a lot cheaper than a premium format, but in my collection, I'd rather stick to the premium formats I think this is a weird middle ground for people who want big collectibles but don't want to spend a lot. Yeah, because there, I mean, obviously there are some trade-offs. I mean, there's going to be some strange articulation points. I mean, if you just look at his his midsection, there's there's something weird going on there that doesn't look natural to the suit. It it looks like a clear-cut articulation point, and almost like he's wearing a an adult diaper. It's a cod piece, maybe. <laughs> He's got a little blacky lawless from, up over his belly button. Yeah, like wasp, you know. It is a nice piece, <laughs> and I'm with you, Justin. The Captain America just never really tempted me. I thought about it, and I'm like, nah, too expensive and duck lips. But this Iron Man, I I toyed with the idea. I'm not going to pick it up, but I really did toy with that idea. Yeah, maybe if these things, you know, hit the market and don't sell as well as they had hoped. They hit clearance or a good sale. I'll happily give you $50 for one of these. I won't even think twice about it. But I don't think these will go on clearance. They're being limited. They're only making a 1000 of each. I I predict a sellout on this one. Captain America didn't sell out. It is still in stock, ready to ship from Entertainment Earth. But Iron Man being tying in with the new movie, I predict this one will sell out. This is the one you won't see cheap. Very true. And also, I won't be super upset if I never find it cheaper than $100. I do like the glowing palms, though. Yeah, all the light-up features are impressive. His eyes, his arc reactor, his palms. Kudos to them for that. The flaps have me a little worried. I know how those flaps work on the Hot Toys and little little scary that if you fell over backwards, those things are going to snap off and never go back on. Yeah, but I have the same fear with the Hot Toys. <laughs> You know what this makes me want, though? It makes me want to see NECA get the basic action figure license or a six-inch action figure license. That's what it really makes me want. 
because they would give us the 42 armors in high articulation, highly detailed fashion that Hasbro is denying us. <laughs> but if you think Hasbro stuff is hard to find, just try to find NECA stuff at retail. They don't get distribution into the big chain retailers. So it's basically Toys R Us or your local comic shop or you're out of luck. True, true, true. But yeah, NECA, after praising them for all of the looks of this thing, I still need to feel one because there's something about their figures that always feel like they use a more brittle plastic than Hasbro. And that might change my mind on a lot of this stuff, too, because if it's if it's like their smaller six inch figures that feel like they could break if you looked at them wrong, then that might be a little bit a little bit scary at a hundred dollar price point. Sideshow has a new comic head coming out, which remember the comic head are kind of stylized little statues of certain things. They release a production peak on this one, and it's a Mary Jane comic head. And yes, it is kind of revealing. This is their second Mary Jane comic head. The first one, I didn't even know about it. Marjorie, you told me it had a scandal. It did. People were upset about her and her whale tail and did not like that it was such a sexualized statue. The womenists got all in an uproar over it. And that one was based on Adam Hughes' art. They had Adam Hughes designing some of their comic cats for a while, and that was one of them. This one's much more interesting. It goes, inspired by the art of J. Scott Campbell. So I don't know if they're paying J. Scott Campbell, or if J. Scott Campbell drew something completely impossible to make, but they're doing it pretty close, or... <laughs> If they're just like <laughs> looked at a J. Scott Campbell piece and went, yeah, we'll do stretchy and long like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, inspired by is really open to interpretation. Well, I asked J. Scott Campbell on his Facebook page what inspired by means. And his response was kind of vague. He says, I guess it's better than no mention at all. Probably a legal thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> We obviously took his artwork and did not want to pay him. <laughs> Thanks for the inspiration, Jay. <laughs> so I think what they mean is he drew the art for this statue, but since the art was two-dimensional, the statue's three-dimensional, the statue isn't designed by J. Scott Campbell, but it's a representative of his work, as they'd done in the past, with Adam Hughes. I did end up, long after the fact, because I was trying to resist collecting Marvel when that first Mary Jane came out, I did go back and pick up those Adam Hughes comic cats. But that Mary Jane one, I think because of the scandal, it pre-sold out. I remember seeing it at San Diego Comic-Con probably back in 08, maybe 2007, 2008, when they used to do the open glass booth tours. And that thing had pre-sold out and already skyrocketed in price, secondary market. So five years later, they're finally revisiting Mary Jane. And this one, I don't think it's that revealing. It's certainly a skin-tight outfit, but unlike the last one where, yeah, her thong was visible and her pants had fallen down while doing Spider-Man's laundry. I mean, it's all kinds of sexist. That happens to me all the time. When I'm doing your laundry, it's tragic. <laughs> yeah, it, I almost wonder if it's much ado about nothing. I mean, it's it's not like this is the first time Mary Jane has been sexualized. I mean, that's been happening for years and years. So I don't know why that this would be a target any more than half the things in the Entertainment Earth's catalog. But it, it's looking like a nice piece just from the, the sneak peek video they have up right now. 
colors look as good as the sneak previews they're showing, I will probably order this. I like the really vibrant red of the spider outfit on the top. And come on, Mary Jane's a supermodel. She's posing. I'll go with it. Is it in a scale that you could keep it with your the shoujos? No, their comic cats are all over the map. Sometimes they call it a comic cat when it's a quarter scale statue and it's in line with their premium formats. Other times they call it a comic cat and it's 12 inch scale. Their comic cats are all over the map. I'm they haven't released any details on this one, but if it's in line with their other Adam Hughes and I'm blanking on who the other artist is who did some of their more sexy style female comic cats. It's probably a a lot bigger than a Bishojo and a lot smaller than a premium format. Probably in the 12 to 15 inch range if she were standing up. Ah, uh, so she could be like the goddess centerpiece of your Bishojos if you wanted to. Or just fitting in very well with the Adam Hughes and the other guy's stuff. <laughs> I really want to put her with the Bishojos, Arnie. <laughs> I don't know why you're having such a problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they did uh, Scarlet Witch. That was based off of Mark Brooks. That was the other artist. And he was doing stuff for him back in 2009 when they did a Scarlet Witch and a Dagger from Cloak and Dagger. And... It stood about 18 inches high, so a little shorter than a premium format, and ran about $220. So this is certainly not going to be in the price point of the wallet-friendly $50 Bishojos. No. But hey, Sideshow knows their market. (laughs) Agreed. Finally, speaking of large-scale statues... On eBay very recently, I won an eBay auction. As you recall, if you listened to our Christmas show, Marjorie bought me the Master Replicas Hulk comic book cover replica from Master Replicas, a company that went out of business a few years back. Well, there were two other comic book scene replicas in that line. And knowing how you are, I almost bought those for you as well, just because I knew where this was going to go. But I really wasn't sure because you had never mentioned them. I'm glad you didn't, because a company called Hastings, their Go Hastings on eBay, I've bought quite a bit from them over the years. I don't know where they got a pallet of Thors, but they put them all up and they went dirt cheap. And I picked up the Thor comic book cover for $60. Nice. I was surprised, though, because this one was a little bit different than the Hulk. I'm used to things in the same series being, I don't know, the same scale and the same weight. But it seems that Master Replicas started huge with the Hulk, and they kept getting smaller and lighter. This thing, the box is nowhere near as heavy or as large. It didn't require a screwdriver to assemble because the weight was so much less, it wouldn't have broken in the package the way the Hulks would have. So it stands about three inches shorter. I didn't measure them to get a scale, but Thor is about two inches shorter than Hulk, and the backdrop is about three inches shorter. But Thor is tinier than Hulk. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying, is the Thor is smaller all around. But the, the comic book background is shorter still? Yes. It, so if they are proportionately smaller. The Thor is the correct scale with his cover background. The size Thor should be on that cover. But the whole thing is a few inches shorter. Weird. That makes it hard to display them next to each other, then, I would think. I have them next to each other currently, and it doesn't look too bad. They're just, one is quite a bit shorter than the other. But I think it makes sense, though, because they're different sized people. No, but the covers are so different. I know, I understand. That's what I'm saying is Hulk is a grander scale, and Hulk would look 
funny if it was the same size backdrop as Thor. See what I'm saying? No. So is Thor in proper scale to Hulk or is Hulk still smaller than he should be? No, Hulk is huge compared to Thor. But see, what I'm saying is if you took Hulk and put the same size backdrop as you have on Thor, it would look silly. But the Hulk would then be smaller, or Thor would be bigger. In both cases, what you're doing is reproducing a comic book cover. But it's like Hulk was a comic book cover that was blown up to 18 inches, and Thor is a comic book cover that only got blown up to 15 inches. Because of perspective, Thor would always be a different size than Hulk, but because they both started as identical-sized comic book covers, they just went less expensive with Thor. It also makes sense because the Thor one only has Thor as the 3D piece. With the Hulk, you had Bruce Banner standing in front of the Hulk, standing in front of the backdrop. With Thor, the only 3D piece you have is Thor plus a little bit of the base itself because the cover is Thor knocking away a whole bunch of guys and those guys are just painted on the backdrop. So instead of two large figurines, you just have one large figurine. I think I follow you. It just seems confusing. Like, if that was my job, I think my first order of business would be to start with the background to make those uniform in size and then figure out not necessarily scaling each character from the art to each other, but scaling it to the way they were drawn on the comic book cover. Yeah. That said, it's still a really wonderful piece. Master Replicas had great quality. Thor has a great sculpt to him, a lot of detail. It really looks good on the base. The base is nice and hefty. Not as hefty as Hulk, but m- makes him much easier to carry. He has really substantial foot pegs that lock him into the base, so Thor's not going to fall over. It's a nice companion piece. I would say overall, the size difference just adds a little bit of variance instead of keeping everything one-to-one. Well, the reason I ask is because I know that you were going to maybe try to do the original comic book cover that those were inspired by in a frame next to them. And I was wondering how much that would kind of mess up that plan or how odd it might make it look with the different scales. I did take your suggestion. When we went to Toy Man a couple weeks ago, I picked up an Incredible Hulk number one and the Tales to Astonish Thor cover as large posters. I don't even want to think what it would cost me to actually get those as comic books. I'm happy (laughs) getting the posters. Plus, having the comic books be much smaller than the statues would probably take away from it. Having these big posters works fine. And I think that it works just fine. I mean, the scale isn't so different where having the posters be the same size, but the statues be slightly smaller is a problem. And I think you were spot on, though, Justin. I think that's a great idea. Once I put that Hulk poster behind the Hulk statue, it really added so much to the display. It really did make it pop. It looks great. Yeah, those are those are some neat pictures. That was a stroke of genius on my part. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine I'm the only one who've had that idea. I mean, it seems seems pretty logical, but yeah, that's that's a cool way to display them, I think. And so there's what three altogether in this series? Is that to my knowledge? Because Master Replicas is no more, and it's kind of hard to find a good archive on a dead company. To my knowledge, the third one is Todd McFarlane's Spider Man, and you know me and needing having two thirds of a set. Let's just Spider Man's on his way. <laughs> See how easy I broke him down there, Marjorie? I just mentioned it. I know, I know. 
<laughs> the hardest part for that one is finding a good poster to put with it because I can't find a good poster of McFarlane's Spider-Man number one. The closest I could find is allposters.com will print it on demand, but they just print on standard pre-cut paper. And so it has this because comic book dimensions aren't the same as poster dimensions. It has this weird asymmetrical border. Around is it Spider-Man it. number one? Yes. But McFarlane's Spider-Man. Number yeah. One. But if you could get a, if you could get that printed at the right size, then you could cut it to cut that border off of there. Yeah, if I could to the right size, but they're doing very specific poster sizes. It's 24 by 36 or 36 by 42, you know. The, the other two you got were 20 by 28. Yeah, see, that's a very unusual size for a poster. Uh, but the Spider-Man is the smallest of the three as well. And it doesn't have the big backdrop of the others. It's all three dimensions of the web. So we'll have to talk about that when it gets here, and I can complete that little collection. <laughs> Until Master Replicas resurfaces. I doubt it. <laughs> One last piece of breaking news. They wasted no time before they put up another die-cast Iron Man hot toy for sale, this time the Mark 42. So I'm wondering if that's going to be the new bane of my existence. Well, the good news is he's not planning on shipping until February of 2014, which really means probably when Avengers 2 hits theaters. I hate when that happens, though. That's very frustrating. Be like, oh, yeah, I ordered that. Oh, it's so awesome. Happens a lot in the household here. But with FlexPay, that means that 62 bucks a month, that's not coming for a long time. And he was really, really tricked out with a good Robert Downey Jr. head and Three sets of hands and all kinds of movable armor and light-up pieces. Strangely, I haven't pre-ordered yet. I'm just kind of procrastinating because Sideshow's been giving out coupon codes and things lately. And since it's not shipping till February and there's no exclusive, I don't feel the push of a sellout the way I would on some others. Well, that's good. That is our show for this week. Due to a tiny, tiny little fire in a photo studio. It was tiny. It was contained within a flaming strobe light. No, I don't have discos. That's what you call a standing camera flash as a strobe. I wasn't at Studio 54 with my hot toys. But we have no way to take pictures for next week's show. So while I go and get some new camera equipment, we're taking a week's off. That's actually going to be kind of fun for a little bit, isn't it? We are, but... Two short weeks away from C2E2 and four tiny, tiny weeks away from Iron Man 3 and free comic book day. Hey, it's going to be that time of year again. Con season is almost up in full swing. Summer movie season's almost here and hopefully toys will start to flow to store shelves again. Which toys are you waiting for other than the other three Iron Man 6-inch? Iron Man 6-inch, I would like to see those. I know everything is late summer anyway, but, you know, I keep hoping that maybe some of those Avengers figures that we saw at Toy Fair will start to hit the shelves a little early. That could be fun. Just something new. I think that's all I'm saying. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm already tired of the current lineup at the stores. Hasbro isn't shipping anything, and there's nothing even up for pre-order when we can anticipate shipping until the next round of Iron Man Legends. So when we come back, we're going to start 
focusing on some high-end stuff, we're going to be looking at a bunch of new Bowen items, including the Bowen Scarlet Witch Online Variant statue that recently shipped, the Bowen Black Widow statue that recently shipped, the Bowen Variant Hulk statue, as well as a couple of older items. And we want your thoughts, because I'm looking, it's like Bowen versus Kodo versus Sideshow versus Diamond. We want your thoughts on what you think the best high-end statue company is. Send us an mp3 at show at marveliciousToys.com or leave us a voicemail at 803-MARVEL-4. That's 803-M-A-R-V-E-L-4. We know we've asked for voicemails and we've gotten a few in the past, but they've not really been focused or clustered. So we're hoping that by asking for feedback on the specific topic, do you like Bowen? Do you like premium format? What is your statue of choice? Gentle Giant with their new vehicles that we can have a really good discussion on our next show. And also, I have my Avengers Phase 1 box set here. We're going to be doing an in-depth review of it, file by file, disc by disc, as we build up to Iron Man 3. So all that and more on the next Marvelous Toys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Marvelicious Toys. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help our show by leaving a positive review for the show on iTunes. There's even more Marvelicious content at our website, MarveliciousToys.com. At the site, you can see pictures of the products we discussed, find checklists for Marvel toys, talk and trade with the Marvelicious forums, and much more. It's all at MarveliciousToys.com. We want to hear your thoughts on Marvel collectibles. You can leave reports of your latest toy finds as well as product reviews on our voicemail at 803-MARVEL-4 or email an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at MarveliciousToys.com. Marvelicious Toys is produced and edited by Artie Carvalho. Marvelicious website design by Jason. Graphic design by Justin. Website photo editing by Jen and Jeff. Podcast enhancement by Andrew, Shane, Daryl and Barrett. Announcements by Brock. The Marvelicious theme song, Bam Pow Kablam, is composed by Joe Harrison. See more of Joe's work at www.starwarsfanworks.com slash lionsmouth. If you also like Star Wars, Star Wars Collecting is covered weekly at our other podcast, Star Wars Action News, which you can find at swactionnews.com. Marvel Comics and all that the Marvel Multiverse contains are the intellectual property of Marvel Entertainment Incorporated, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company, and no infringement is intended. Marvelicious Toys is a Venganza Media production, copyright 2013, all rights reserved, and no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Venganza Media Incorporated. Did you add the Thor Mass Replicas, Justin? No. I didn't either. Where? Oh, okay. That I did. Oops. I, oh. I now understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> I have to buy two for Arnie. So I bought him some. Because balls should come in pairs. Absolutely. Balls come in pairs. One and three are freaky. Yes. If you got that extra one, it's just kind of bizarre. <laughs> what do you do with it? Where do you put it? So I got him two. The reason I may be missing the Spider-Man grab zags is because I may be looking for bags when I should look for balls. But the balls are more expensive than the bags. <laughs> Just 
roll right over that. Yep. <laughs> it's best just yeah. to do that. <laughs> Apparently, they're looking at that sweet, sweet Zerbaz money, you know? <laughs> now, these are much bigger balls than Zerbaz. I mean, <laughs> these balls fill your hand, whereas the Zerbaz are like ping pong ball yeah. size. They feel yeah, your mouth. Yeah, you could cup a couple of them in one hand, you know? <laughs> <laughs> they were almost too big for my hand. Well, that's no good. No. You know, you, you, you can get too big. You can sometimes, yes. Yeah, I quote weird science, more than a handful is a waste. <laughs> you risk spraining a tongue. It's so hard to tell from the tiny, tiny picture on the cellophane wrapper on the ball, though. It really was True. tricky. I didn't know until I got it out and put it. And then I went octagonal base, two inch figure, big head. I own this. <laughs> I guess I'm talking to like maybe the eight year old or nine year old kids that collect these type of things. who would be paying a little bit more attention to detail because they would hold these nearer and dearer. They'd probably be able to pick that out on the packaging. So you're telling me a nine year old is more observant than I am? <laughs> I'm saying maybe maybe they're not as diversified as you are. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> After that balls and nine-year-olds conversation. Holy crap, we're going to get in trouble. Last week I was talking about pedophiles. And, <laughs> and now we're on the watch list. <laughs> Articulation in his upper body. He's got... The entire range that we were so used to before this latest round of articulation cuts that make me a little a little weepy for the current lines. But memories of when figures had elbows, of when their ankles could bend. I liked my figures then. <laughs> I remember when Iron Man could strike a good pose. That's where I feel you're going, Justin. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much what I had going on in my head. Thank you for <laughs> articulating it for me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, if only we had if we had an archive to re research. <laughs> if only we had a photo gallery with pictures of every one of these figures. <laughs> oh, wait. I do. I'm looking it up now. Oh, wait, not the six inch. That's what she said. <laughs> All right, let's be your 30. 